Welcome to the Health Chick Podcast, your place for practical tips, useful resources designed to help you live a vibrant, healthier life. I'm your host, Wendemere Riley, registered dietitian nutritionist, and most recently, the Medicare nutritionist. In the past few episodes, we've been talking about medical nutrition therapy, and I am so pleased to have another dietitian colleague, guest expert on the show today. Please welcome Krista Yoder Latortu of Family Food from Philadelphia. Krista, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you, Wendemere. Looking forward to talking about medical nutrition therapy today with you. Okay, great. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about your experience. You have a lot of initials after your name. What do they all mean? And uh, a little bit about what you do in Philadelphia. Sure, absolutely. So I am a registered dietitian nutritionist. I have been for a little over 15 years. I also have a master's of public health. And then those other initials you see are related to the national credential uh, for registered dietitians, which is RD or RDN. And LDN is our state license. So each state has different licensure laws. And so that represents my state licensure as a registered dietitian nutritionist. I am also a certified business analyst and a certified project manager. So really working at how do we take nutrition counseling and implement it in a way that more people have access to it through those business lenses. And that's so needed right now. Absolutely. I mean, people are really wanting to make changes in life. And I think people now more than ever understand that food and nutrition can help make those changes. They understand the role that food and nutrition plays, but you know, even those good intentions, there's so much misinformation out there that, you know, you can be really motivated, but if you turn to the wrong source for that food and nutrition information, it can lead you down the wrong path. Um, so certainly I think people want reliable information and they're really, you know, looking for where they can turn to get that. And it's such a great time to be a dietitian. Absolutely. Food and nutrition is, plays a role in all of our lives and a lot of industries and, you know, our families. It's, it's just part of who we are as human beings. We eat all day long. Our, our kids eat all day long. Our, our coworkers, you know, food is just such a part of our culture and our experiences, um, our social events. And, and so it really is a great time to have people who are nutrition experts, the registered dietitian nutritionists, um, being, being involved in all those areas. And that's, that's a great segue. Before we get into the Medical Nutrition Therapy Act, do you have a food philosophy? I tend to be a, a zoom out person as most registered dietitian nutritionists are, you know, we, we really always emphasize moderation, you know, everything in moderation, all foods can fit variety, eating a variety of foods. You know, nobody wants to be bored. Food's exciting. Food is fun. Nobody wants to eat the same thing every day. So how do you get that variety in? And then, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables and whole grains, um, calcium rich foods, lean proteins, plant-based proteins, varying it up. Uh, that that's really my food philosophy at the end of the day is making food fun, enjoyable and benefiting our bodies at the same time. Yeah, that's super. All right. So let's dig into it. Um, in a, in the 
three podcasts that I've done prior to this, we've delved into what medical nutrition therapy is, a little bit about working with the registered dietitian nutritionist and why we are the expert in the field. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about the MNTX. So what is that? Hmm. Yeah. So the MNT Act is really looking at giving people more access to the nutrition experts, the registered dietitian nutritionists. So right now, people on Medicare who have diabetes are able to access their nutrition counseling benefit, but it really is limited to that. So for example, somebody who has pre-diabetes, so they are at risk for getting diabetes, uh, the, the research tells us that without intervention, the majority of people who have prediabetes will advance to having diabetes um, over the course of time. And so, you know, really that prevention of helping somebody stall, reverse, um, pause the progression from prediabetes into diabetes is critical and, and is really an opportunity for somebody to take control of their health, take control of their future. And unfortunately at this point, um, that's not available through Medicare. Medicare does not, uh, cover nutrition counseling for people with prediabetes or other conditions aside from diabetes and chronic kidney disease. So really, uh, the MNT act is looking at giving more people, access to these services, medical nutrition therapy that we know is proven, you know, medical nutrition therapy, um, has been shown to be one of not only the best effective pieces in outcomes, the health outcomes of how it can, um, you know, work to prevent, manage, and treat so many chronic diseases. It's also the most cost-effective. So we often, uh, hear about all the causes of how people, have gotten chronic diseases or are struggling, you know, with, with their weight. And there's a lot of different things that contribute to, um, how, how we feel and our, and our health status, right. It can be our genetics. It can be our environment. We hear a lot about social determinants of health now. And so it can feel really overwhelming. I think for an individual to feel like there's these overarching things that got me to a point, how am I supposed to attack that? You know, if the doctor tells you, you have hypertension now, what, you know, sure. All these things, my stress might've led to it, but what, what can I really do? What's within my own personal control to address the, those health risks. So hope there is hope and there is good news here. You know, it's, it's not a hopeless situation, even though there's a lot of contributing factors that might put you in that situation, there's very tangible proven interventions that actually work to help to prevent, manage, and treat the, those situations. So, um, you know, the, the main one being lifestyle modification. I know we've probably all heard that term thrown around some lifestyle modification has been shown to be that most cost-effective intervention before medication, you know, before these other interventions. And then when you really uh, drill into what is lifestyle modif modification, what does that really look like? There, there's four key pillars, which is- And I'm, I'm, gonna stop, I'm, I'm gonna stop you real quick because I- Go told, ahead. 
Yeah, I would totally want to dive into what that looks like. But first, as a as a practitioner, because I work in primary care and all the time I'll get someone who is highly motivated. They went to the doctor, their doctor says, you got to make these changes. They make that decision. I'm finally ready to make those changes. They go through all the hoops of finding a Medicare dietitian nutritionist. And then we have the, the unfortunate job of saying, oh my gosh, yes, you have hypertension. Yes, you have prediabetes and I absolutely want to help you. I know I can help you, but you need to pay cash for that because Medicare is not going to cover that. Do you, do you get that? The only one getting that? (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. And that's so frustrating for the individual because they, like you said, they're motivated. They want to make changes and here they are trying to make a change and and their insurance isn't covering it. And especially because you have all of these, um, you know, governing bodies like the Affordable Care Act recommends covering nutrition counseling services with no cost sharing, you know, no copay. It's a preventative service. Um, and, and there's a disconnect between what the Affordable Care Act is outlining and how that's actually playing out in insurance plans. Additionally, you know, you have the, um, you have the Institute of Medicine now called the Academy of Medicine, uh, who's recognizing registered dietitians as the only, you know, uh, credentialed and um, licensed provider who's able to provide that nutrition counseling benefit. So you have all these, you know, larger, very respectable bodies recommending covering nutrition counseling with a registered dietitian nutritionist, and yet insurance plans aren't always following suit. So really, uh, the MNT Act looks to uh, fix that fix that issue. And in my research, I, I've found the, the academies posted and I posted them in, in the blog post of all those associations that are saying, yay, support this. We need this. It works. It's cost effective. People want it. The timing is perfect. I cannot find anyone that is saying, hey, no, this is bad, but yet we're still stuck in committee. That's true. Yep. And and that's really where we need grassroots efforts, right? We need people supporting this, at least for myself, when I talk to my people of Congress or my members of Congress or to my senators, a lot of times they're coming back saying like, oh, we, we weren't even aware of the MNT Act. And, you know, both sides, both parties, I've heard um, on both sides of the aisle, people supporting it. So it, it's very bipartisan. And certainly everyone I have spoken to is, is on board. So it, it comes down to us getting the word out and we need more people, um, the decision makers, the, the, the people in Congress and in the Senate uh, able to be aware of, of the MNT Act. And for those of you out there that are listening, the biggest thing that you can help us, I mean, Kristen and I, we, we are out there, we are pounding the pavements, we are calling our legislators, we are doing, we are doing the podcasts and the blogs, but what we really do need for you to do is click the blue button. It's all over the website, it's in every single blog post, and that will take you to the Action Center. And then you'll just say, support the MNT Act. It, it totally is easy to do, right? It populates the form for you, it finds your representative. I think it takes less than a minute to do. Absolutely, Wendemir. It's the easiest thing 
all the guesswork is taken out. You, you put in your information. It tells you who uh, you need to, you know, who, who's assigned to you as your member of Congress or your senators, and it takes care of that communication. You can um, add to it, edit it, but it gives you a suggested um, message that you can send. And so the, the, it's very simple. All you need to do is take action. All right. So now now let's get into a little bit of that lifestyle modification, because you and I were going to talk specifically how that relates to hypertension. There are so many people that are, are dealing with it and we can we can help. And the earlier we help, we can prevent that chronic kidney disease stage three that can lead to dialysis. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. I, I think there's so much. Um confusion, you know, when it comes once again to food and nutrition, because everyone eats, everyone has an opinion on food and nutrition. And so there's, you know, people are just bombarded with various messages. And so that's where, you know, the registered dietitian nutritionist comes in being one of those key pillars of lifestyle modification. Uh, the, those key pillars, when you break down lifestyle modification is physical activity, nutrition, obviously, um, smoking cessation and limiting alcohol use. So if you just look at nutrition, the registered dietitian nutritionist is the nutrition expert. And so putting our, our energy into those nutrition counseling sessions with an RDN is really increasing somebody's chance of success. And so, um, you know, I, I know for myself, we will often visit the grocery store with our clients and especially when it comes to hypertension, a lot of the sodium that we see in our foods contributes to hypertension and can help to get it under control and, and manage it a little bit better, if not even prevent. So walking through the, the aisles, you know, going to the grocery store with a client and looking at labels and um, advising them on what areas of the grocery store to shop more in and less in. And, uh, you know, we even know that eating more, not, not only is it limiting your sodium when it comes to hypertension, also consuming more potassium from fruits and vegetables, for example, also helps. So it's not just, you know, the dietitian telling you not to eat certain foods. That's certainly not the goal. There's also foods you can add in. And, um, it's really just understanding the science behind the food and nutrition. Do you find um, oftentimes that people are surprised after a, a medical nutrition therapy session with you that uh, they sometimes come in scared to death because they think you're going to put them on a you know thousand calorie diet, tell them they can never have a cookie again, um, and then they leave and you see that whole sign of relief? <laughs> Absolutely, that's right. And and you know sometimes people even come in saying, just tell me what to eat, give me a meal plan and I'm out of here, just give me the diet. But we all know that, you know, you can stick with anything for a couple of weeks, but we know, I'm sure we all know personally, and the research confirms it, that nobody can really stick to something that's super stringent for longer than a short period of time. And, and so, you know, that's where that one hour, you know, that's a lot of time to spend one-on-one -on -one with a healthcare professional, a registered dietitian nutritionist, 
And so during that hour, a dietitian can really dive into what, what is your current eating routine? What foods are your favorite foods that you do not want to get rid of? What are some of your cultural food habits that are really important that we don't want to touch? You know, those are pieces of your culture and that's important. Food plays a really big piece there. And so how do we preserve all of that while adding in a couple new foods here and there, maybe, you know, having some other foods in moderation and, and um, pulling it back a little bit, but making really gradual, small changes over time throughout ongoing relationship with your RDN. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit more about the, the cultural component because my office is primarily Latino and they come in and the first thing, um, especially with the hypertension, well, can I never have, you know, rice and beans again, they have diabetes and like, can I never have a plantain again? And I was like, of course we can, we can work that in. Absolutely. It's starting with what your um, current food, bi- food routine is like and, and making those gradual changes over time. And that's one of the reasons, you know, a generic meal plan or diet doesn't work for us because it's so drastically different than, than what we're used to. Um, or the foods might not even look familiar. You know, if it's, if it's foods from a different culture, you might not even be familiar with how to prepare those foods. Or, um, I know I run into that a lot where it's a new fruit or vegetable. I I like to try new foods. I like to try new fruits and vegetables, but I usually have to, you know, learn from somebody else who has grown up with that fruit or vegetable to really understand how to prepare it and how to enjoy it. Um, because that's, that's really key to making sure it's something that is tasty and something that you want to stick with in the long run. Um, you also talked a little bit about the dietitian is really looking at the whole person. So the nutrition component is, is really just one of those pillars. We're looking at a lot of other things. That's right. And so, uh, during that session one-on-one with the RDN, you're really sharing, uh, even, even, uh, somebody's values, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, I, I'm here because my doctor told me to meet with an RDN or because I just got diagnosed with diabetes or, um, I want to lose weight. Right. But there's usually so much, uh, something a lot deeper going on. Right. So is it that, uh, you really value being around for your grandkids? You want to be more active with them. Is it that, um, you know, you have an event coming up and you want to feel good in your skin. You know, there, there's a lot of life circumstances that we want to get to know too, because that can help be a motivating factor. And then of course, all the clinical markers. So, uh, you know, what's your health history and do you take medications? Do you have any labs that you've done, had done recently? Like if you have diabetes, your A1C numbers, or if you have pre-diabetes, we definitely want to track that to see how, how we're helping to control the pre-diabetes. Um, and then additionally, you know, once again, walking through what your current food routine is, your physical activity routine, sometimes even sleep and stress can play a big component into how you eat or vice versa, how you're eating can play a role in your stress and your sleep. And so really it's all very interconnected. And through that one-on-one substantial conversation, you're really able to get, you know, information from your personal RDN who can help you determine what solutions are number one proven. So you're going to have a better outcome, but then also work for you as an individual. 
Um, and that's really important. We've talked, we've touched on that in a couple of the other episodes, but the difference between the RDN um, and a nutritionist, because really there, there is no standardization for uh, someone calling themselves a nutritionist. That's right. So we know that food and nutrition is important. I think everybody has, you know, whether you're an RDN or not, we all kind of acknowledge food and nutrition is important. We know it plays a critical role in health. As I mentioned before, the governing bodies, uh, that like the Academy of medicine have, have listed registered dietitian nutritionists as the only profession, nutrition profession out there that has the training, the credentials to provide medical nutrition therapy. And, uh, you know, especially as a consumer, you might have that motivation once again, to get healthier, to make changes and imagine making changes that aren't proven or it's just a fad. And here you've just wasted time, energy, money um, on something that doesn't work. And so that's where turning to an RDN you know, guarantees that you are going to be getting food science, evidence-based proven nutrition information, which is going to in turn make you a lot more likely to be successful with your goals. Yeah, let's focus on that because we are very fond of using SMART goals. Yes, we are. I, and I mentioned it a little earlier, you know, you have to make these changes gradually over time. And that's why, um, you know, you really get to develop a relationship with your RDN. That's your, that's your personal RDN at your fingertips, which is um, a huge asset and a huge resource for so many people because they're able to walk with you over those small changes over time. They don't just hand you a sheet of paper and tell you to go do this on your own. They can help you address barriers, you know? So when you're having your follow-up visits, you can share your successes and they can celebrate with you, but then also you can talk about what roadblocks you ran into and really strategize of how to, how to address those barriers that come up. So let me ask you in Philadelphia, are there, um, uh, is it easy to become a private practice dietitian that accepts insurance? Because I know you work in both Philly and in Miami. So, you know, some of the challenges that we're having, um, in the state of Florida becoming credentialed. So I, I work in a primary care office, which I love doing because you really can't open a private practice in Florida and take insurance unless you were grandfathered in or you can get into a group. Um, but it's working out really well in our office because the doctors are right there. And then you can see that dietitian the, the same day. How is it in Philly? So Philadelphia does tend to be a region that has some great insurance coverage, both from um, the private payers and the public payers. And so Philly really is a hub of great registered dietitians who are available to a lot of people who live in the Philadelphia region. That being said, we want everybody across the country to have that type of access. Um, and there certainly is a, still a, a big segment of the population, even in Philadelphia, who doesn't have access. So, you know, it's, it's really important that everybody, you know, we, we know that Medicare um, obviously is available to Medicare recipients, but also Medicare really sets the stage for other insurance plans over time as well, because it is a national plan with national regulations and national um, 
statutes that other other insurance plans that might be you know statewide regional whatever it may be really follow suit because they're 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 looking at what national plans are doing um, so that's where this MNT act you know could certainly have ripple effects for even non-medicare members so even if somebody's not on Medicare this can still absolutely impact all of us at the end of the day yeah, thank, thank you for that. Um, so thank you for being with us. I think that that helps clarify what's going on. Um, listeners, please, please, please take take 60 seconds, hit the blue button um, on the webpage or in the podcast to just send your representative a note saying, hey, I support this because really we are just stuck in committee and we just need that grassroots efforts to get it moved to committee so that it can be voted on because as a, as a we've researched, there isn't anyone that doesn't want to support it, but this bill could absolutely die in committee. It, it did already once. Um, so we're really trying to get people um, call in, call, write, click the button, um, put up a poster if you want flyers. I'll, um, I, have, I have flyers, but we really want to get the word out because it it does help everyone. And the, the, the saddest thing that, that I hear is mom is undergoing cancer treatment or, you know, dad has IBS and Crohn's disease. They're losing weight. Um, they want to see a dietitian, and I have to say, I I'd love to see them, but it, it's, it's not covered. And they're like, but they're on a limited income. Um, and the same thing, the prediabetes, the hypertension, the celiac, just it goes on and on and on of medically necessary chronic health conditions that the doctors, the doctors don't have time to deal with. They want to send to us. I, I get referrals from all over. Um, please see this patient. And I'm like, I'd love to see your patient. Medicare won't cover it. Please help. <laughs> Absolutely. So, that's right. Everybody you know, the, the healthcare, other healthcare providers need registered dietitian, nutritionists to be able to provide this service because, you know, if a physician is able to inform a patient of something they should be working on, but then to really take that time and sit down for an hour or so, um, you know, physicians are really dependent on registered dietitian, nutritionists to be able to take the time to do so, but has to be covered, you know, by insurance, if we really want more people to be able to access it. Great. All right. So close us out with a fun fact about yourself. A fun fact. Okay. Let's see. Um, I'm going to tell you how much I absolutely love oysters. <laughs> this is, you know, whenever you play that um, game of like two facts and a fib or something, that's usually one I'll throw in there because I have not met a lot of people who like oysters as much as I do, but little bit of horseradish so, on there, lemon. So raw or steamed? Both. Either way works for me. But at the end of the day, variety of food, moderation, once again, that's that's the go-to What a great source to pattern. get that zinc for all those people that are <laughs> taking all that zinc right now. So if you ever... <laughs> If you ever make it to Central Florida, um, there's Gary's Oyster. I'm a big fan of oysters. I, All right. I, I would probably, <laughs> probably go one-on-one -on -one with you if we got a bucket of steamed. Um, Challenge accepted. I can eat a whole bucket on my own. So there's Gary's Oyster Bar in Lake Alfred, which is in Polk County in central Florida. Uh, and then there's the Boathouse, which is at Disney Springs that has oysters from all over the country. Love it. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, Krisha, thank you again for being here and taking your time out of your busy day to, to help be on the podcast. We totally appreciate you. Thank you. To our listeners, you are amazing. Thank you for spending time with me. Hit that button um, and then send it to two friends. Thanks again, you guys. Bye-bye.